their pastor's wife. Welcome to the Diary of a Pastor's Wife, and this is yours truly, P. Mo. Last week, I apologize, I was unable to post a podcast uh, due to so many things that was calling for my attention. But we are back this week, and we're still on our juicy topic, managing relationships. And particularly, like I promised the last time, that I'm going to talk a bit more on, you know, managing your relationship with your husband. So I'm going to continue with that today, particularly in light of some conversations I've had in the recent weeks uh, via my other platform, Conversations with Pimo. Uh, We have been, I've been sitting with couples and we've been talking on the issue of marriage and money. You might want to avail yourself of those videos. Very enriching, very enlightening. You'll find it on uh, Pimo Secrets on YouTube. So back to today's uh, podcast. I want to really talk to leading women. Women who have the sense of God's call upon their lives. So I'm talking about women who are the ones with the vision ministry wise so they are the ones who are like pastors dignitaries they are the ones heading you know um, the ministry or pastoring the ministry or having some sort of leadership position within a ministry and not particularly their husband or they are the ones who are leading even in the uh in the marketplace so uh, they are CEOs, they are sitting on boards, they are great entrepreneurs, you know, they, they, are, they are the ones that people would call the breadwinner, even though there's really nothing like that, you know, in the sense that uh, in marriage, you know, both parties are both breadwinners. The important thing is that the family is taken care of, the children are raised properly, and every need is met, which is beyond your immediate need. That was one of the things that we learned from those conversations I said I had with uh, the couples. One major thing I took away was the fact that the success of a marriage, the success of raising a family is not entirely up to the man because he's the head of the home. It is a partnership. It is both the man and the woman coming together in partnership you know, to raise a home. And that's why in God's wisdom, you know, uh, children are meant to come from the presence of, uh, from both parties being present, you know, where you have a father and a mother. In in the case where, you know, circumstance or situation, maybe the loss of a husband or the loss of a wife, there would always be some sort of a figure representative in the life of that child. It was never designed to raise a child alone. God, in his wisdom, designed it as such that we had both parties present in the life of a child and raising a family. Another thing that I took away from that conversation is the fact that our marriages, our union, should not end at just meeting our immediate needs. So it's not just all about, oh, we're married, we're living in a great 
uh, area in the city. You know, we, we have m- enough money to buy the kind of cars we want. We go on holiday trips. The children attend the best schools. You know, we're able to afford the designer outfits. That's not all there is to raising a family. Uh, a kingdom marriage is one that looks beyond that. A kingdom marriage is a marriage that delivers on God's assignment, which oftentimes is beyond just meeting your immediate need. It's about extending grace. It's about, you know, uh, providing platforms for other people to thrive. And so back to the conversation, you know, back to what I want to talk about today, which is managing your relationship, particularly with your husband, especially if you are the alpha female, like they, like they put it, you know, in the contemporary world whereby you are you are the one graced you know it doesn't mean the husband is not graced but you have a grace in leadership outside of the home so you have a grace in ministry you have a grace in the marketplace you have a grace in the corporate world this set of women need to be extra careful and they need to firstly submit to the holy spirit to be able to submit to their husbands because there's the natural tendency to uh, want to feel like you're assuming the role of the head of the home because now you are possibly providing uh, maybe a, a deeper or you know more spiritual oversight or financial provision because God has graced you in that area. We have a few examples in the scripture. One that comes to mind readily that we're all very, you know, familiar with is Deborah, who the Bible says, you know, uh, she was a judge. She was a she was a, she was a wife of Lapidot, and you know, she was also a prophetess. You know, um, I'm happy that the Bible mentioned that she was the wife of Lapidot. That is to let us know that her role, her position in the home did not diminish because she's a judge and she's a prophetess. No, you know, so, and it doesn't mean that the man is less valuable or the man doesn't have contribution or the man ceases to become the head of the home because he's not, you know, putting forth that, uh, leadership stance in the other areas, you know, outside of the home. When it comes to the family home setting, the man remains the head. And the beautiful thing about marriage, like I'd said, is that marriage is partnership. So that means that in a place where one partner lacks, the other partner covers. Where the other partner uh, covers, the other one lacks. So it's always a blend. So regardless of your position, regardless of the grace you're working in, your partner is not less of who God has sent to provide you with the covering that you need. No matter how influential, no matter how vocal, no matter how uh, popular or how out there you are. And we have a lot of this kind of women. And you find out that their husbands are usually reserved, the back scene. But I tell you, women who understand this power and this unique opportunity leverage on it via the holy spirit and when they do trust me they become better because i've said it before partnership in marriage is about becoming a better version of yourself 
whoever God joins you with should advance God's purpose for your life. And for the men, it is not a ridicule to your position, your image, or your status in the home. A woman who knows how to manage that well is only providing a crown to your head. That's all. A crowning to your head. Because what that means is that you as a man have enhanced the giftings of God in the life of that woman. You as a man have provided the appropriate, right, conducive environment for this woman to to flourish and to thrive. And so at the end of the day, I'm looking at you and I'm congratulating you as a man. And I'm saying, well done, because you have provided the fertile ground for this woman to become better. And by extension, you become better. So women in those kind of positions, I'm not talking about women who are carnal and make it so obvious to the man, to the children and to everyone around them that I'm the provider that I'm the one providing the leadership position. Even if your leadership position is in ministry, trust me, the fact that your husband is not a pastor, the fact that he's not standing behind a pupit or he's not leading a congregation does not mean he cannot provide spiritual oversight for you. And that's where we miss it. There are some cases where both parties, the man and the women, you know, carry some sort of a strong influence. Yes, God has graced some people like that. But for some people, the women are the one with the greater influence. And it's okay. You should be able to learn how to wield the man's strength to favor you. I see Sarah, Mama Sarah like that. (laughs) I mean, she had so much influence on Abraham, even though she was the wife. And Abraham, you know, was the leader of the home. And yes, Abraham had his own relationship with God, but I bet that Sarah did as well. And she commanded a measure of, you know, control and authority. Another person that comes to mind is the Proverbs 31 woman. See all the things listed about her that she's doing. Seems like someone who is in charge. And we were told that the husband is an elder who sits at the city gate. But trust me, even though his position looks very calm and quiet, oh, he's commanding so much authority and, 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 and you know, uh, covering for the wife. Because if not, the, he's been, if not that he's been able to provide that, all those things listed that she's able to do, she wouldn't be able to do them. If she was married to an insecure man or married to a man who also wanted to, you know, be out there. Yes, he's sitting at the city gate. He's an elder. That means, yes, he's a man of influence. And so my heart really goes out to women in this position, especially for those who are still at the seed level. There's a call of God upon your life. It is obvious. It is evident. And if you're listening and you're not even married, but you sense that you have a calling either to the marketplace, either to the corporate world or to ministry, but you know you carry some level of influence that is, that is, that is going to be um, global in nature, then it's important who you marry. It's important that that person provides the needed support, encouragement, provides you with the right environment to thrive. And you as a woman need to learn submission via the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about Jesus who did not consider equality with God anything to be grasped. The Bible says when he came as a man, he submitted himself. So when you are at home, you are not the 
head of the board at home, you are a wife providing support to your husband. When you are home, you are coming in partnership with your husband to raise your children and to ensure that your family is at the cutting edge of what God has and planned and planned and has and intended for both of you. And so we need to learn submission. We need to learn, let the Holy Spirit influence us. Sometimes you feel so strong about something and your husband says, no, can you pause? Can you be patient? You need to consciously remind yourself that he's the head of the home and you can't bring that, you know, head or uh, uh, chair of the board attitude into your home. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, you now become a coward because, you know, you don't want to uh, outshine your husband. It's not competition. You're not outshining anybody. It's about each party recognizing the grace that is available to each person and harnessing it to your advantage. That is the goal here. I really hope and pray that, you know, we women would learn to embrace this, which actually starts from the choice of a partner. Who are you partnering yourself with? Who are you aligning yourself with? Who are you joining yourself with in marriage? Pray to God. If you have such a strong uh, calling upon your life, God has raised that person that can help you nurse it, put a balance to it, guide you. Even though they might not be as outwardly spoken, as vocal and as out there, but trust me, oh, they provide that measure of covering that you need and never ever despise it and never ever feel that you know you've come to a state where no one can 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 direct you or no one can you know uh, uh, tell you what to do or what not to do. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us, and I pray that He will continue to instruct us and He will continue to guide us in Jesus' name. More coming your way next week. Still on managing relationships. There's a lot to still talk about, and I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Thank you for always listening, for sharing, and also for your feedback. They mean so much to me. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your week, and have a fantastic day. Amen. Love you.